Hello, podcast family, and welcome back to another podcast of Thika Keeps It Real on this beautiful, beautiful, sunny day. Oh my God, you guys, it literally feels like summer outside, right? Like, it just feels beautiful and sunny and perfect breeze, a little bit of clouds in the sky. It is literally a perfect day. It's starting to feel like summer, and I'm so excited about that. Um, I don't know about you guys, but this winter was super cold and the rain lasted way longer than I thought. So the fact that we're having this weather is making me super, super happy. But moving on, today's topic, I want to talk about thick girls. Yes, girl, if you are a thick girl, this episode is for you. And if you are a guy and you love thick women, this episode is also for you. So what a win-win. I want to talk about thick girls because... Thick girls, they, uh, and when I say they, I'm going to include myself. So we weren't always a trend. We weren't always a popular thing. We weren't always the look. It wasn't always the vibe. I really, really, really think that thick girls weren't a thing until summer 2016. And every time I say that, I say summer 16 and I think of Drake, right? But I just think that like culture brought us into thick girls because of these artists, because of Drake and a lot of other artists that were just bringing thick girls up, right? Like literally the whole twerking, the whole movement of girls having curves and you ain't fat girl, no. She's just a little thick. Like, that whole movement, if you know exactly what I'm talking about, then you know. If you're from the Bay Area, you should definitely know. Because growing up here, the thing to be back in the day, at least, and when I say back in the day, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say about, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, even 10 years ago, okay? When I was in high school, graduating high school in 2009, It was not a thing to be a thick girl, okay? The fad, the thing to be, the look that every girl wanted to be was the ballerina look, the dancer look, the small boobs, A cup, and not much of a butt, just a little bit of a curve, and very slender and very skinny, and that was the look. It was skinny eyebrows and, you know, skinny bodies, not a lot of curves, and that was that was the look, okay? And when I was growing up, being in that kind of fashion back then, I got a lot of, I got a lot of negative feedback of how my body looked back then, okay? I got bullied a lot of being the girl who had a big butt and big boobs and rumors were started in high school that I had gotten my boobs and my butt done Um, in middle school I remember a lot of people saying that my big lips were too big and that I looked like a sucker fish they asked me if I was black and if that's why I had black girl lips and black girl butt And I just remember looking at myself in the mirror and being like, why are my lips so freaking fat? Why, like, I don't understand why I look this way. And it sounds dumb to say that now because I'm so happy with how I look. But back then, when you don't fit into society's standard of beauty, you look at yourself and you think to yourself, why do I look this way? 
And I can only imagine that there's girls out there nowadays that are that skinny, perfect body type that we used to see as perfection back then and now try to fit into society's, you know, stricted comfort area of what is beautiful of that Coke bottle body, of that thickness, of that slim thick, that kind of balance between not being fat and yet being skinny, but having fat in the right places to make you thick, if that makes sense. And also, I think skinny girls who don't have anything to you know, show off if it's their boobs, if it's their butt, no curves, no um, you know, thick thighs, nothing. I think those girls are the ones who are quick to hop on the, on the wagon and start criticizing other women and start saying things like, you're not um, thick, you're just fat. Like, okay, bitch, calm down. Um, you used to be a fashion trend, you're not now, and I understand that you're upset, that's fine, but let's not start body shaming people. And that's for sure one thing that I want to say, I'm not body shaming, if you're a skinny girl out there, great, like, if you have a, you know, small chest, size A, and, uh, you know, you wear a size 2, good for you, girl, like, every body is beautiful as long as you rock it with confidence, confidence is key, right? Um, but I did see this fashion trend explode recently in the last couple of years with Kylie Jenner coming in with her lip kits and lip fillers and lip injections, butt fillers and butt implants, um, boob jobs, whatever it is, it's become a huge wave. And so now me being a girl who is finally in kind of this... I don't know, I don't want to say like I fit into what people think is beautiful nowadays, but I definitely fit in more than I used to, if that makes sense. Like I definitely feel like I'm in that balance of being thick and still being a little fit, like a a lot fitter than what I've definitely seen. I've seen a lot of girls who, you know, have pushed the scale a little bit too far and And that's fine. A big, beautiful woman, there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think that, you know, if they would sculpt themselves, if they would just suck it in a little bit tighter, they have all the goods. It's really just about, you know, toning what you already have. And for the girls who don't have anything, there's plenty of other options that have nothing to do with surgery. There's plenty of diets that you can get on that will put the right fats in the right places and workouts and things like that. And God knows that I am not a person that's going to be sitting here and telling you what diet and what exercise and what. All I can tell you is what's worked for me. And all I can say is I don't want to be in that type of situation where women are criticizing and body shaming other women. Oh, I'm a thick girl, so let me criticize the skinny girls. Oh, I'm skinny, so let me criticize the thick girls. No, we, we're we all beautiful in different ways, but the topic of today is thick girls. And the reason it is that topic and the reason I'm talking about this topic is because I can relate personally to it. Um, so again, growing up for me, I was very skinny, Um, you know, everything from normal childhood development from, 
you know, average kindergartner, everybody pretty much looked the same, second, third, fourth. It wasn't until maybe like fifth or sixth grade that people started noticing, oh, that girl's really tall. Oh, that girl's really fat. Oh, that girl has, you know, boobies coming out already and that sort of thing. And even sixth and seventh and eighth grade, I wanna say sixth and seventh grade, I was pretty slender. I was really, really slender. Eighth grade started coming into my body a little more. And then freshman year of high school, still pretty slender. Um, and then it wasn't until I wanna say maybe like a junior year of high school, I started being one of the quote unquote thicker girls, like had a lot of thickness in my, <laughs> in my legs, in my thighs, in my butt, um, and started having a little bit of a pooch, started having a little bit of a belly, but nothing too serious. Um, and I wish that back then I would have thought, wow, my body's really curving out, it's really looking you know, different. Let me just kind of tone and shape and run and do cardio and this sort of thing to keep everything tight. I wish I would have known back of then what I do now because you can't your body hits a certain point where you gain a lot of weight and you just can't seem to hit the scale where you want it your body just doesn't lose it as as fast it doesn't process the fat as fast um, you know your metabolism slows down and everything you eat becomes and turns into fat and I understand that for a lot of women who are out there that are listening to this podcast I totally get what and how you feel when you're just like, you hop on that scale and you're like, really? I've worked my ass off and it's only three pounds lost? Or seriously, like I still can't fit into this size? You know, I, I totally get that because I'm a person with a super slow metabolism and I work my ass off in the gym. I can go for weeks and weeks and weeks and start seeing small changes, but not the drastic changes that I would like. Um, and then of course I get discouraged and then I stop going after I went for two weeks straight killing myself. Um, I just kind of go fall back and start eating again and not working out. So it's very yo-yo, it's very up and down. Um, and I totally get that. But um, going back to subject is that thick girls, we are a very beautiful and rare breed. I just think that a woman who is thick and can rock her thickness, and when I say rock, I mean literally walk down the street and own what she's wearing, what she looks like, her confidence, you can see it in her face, the way she stands, the way she walks into a room, the way she draws attention to herself without being slutty or vulgar or too much or too loud. You can always tell that a girl is super insecure when, with herself when she's really loud. She's very loud, she's very out there, she wants to cause attention, she wants to cause a scene. Um, you can tell that her insecurity will come from that. You can also tell that a girl is insecure when um, she shows a little bit too much of skin because she wants to draw attention to that one part of her and so that you don't see the part that she um, doesn't like about herself. So that's also another thing that I've noticed. And, um, you know, it's fine. We all have insecurities and we all have to deal with our insecurities on a daily to day basis um, and know that 
and think that people are looking at our insecurities when really some most of the time it's just us being insecure about our insecurities and being like, oh my God, I'm so ugly. Nobody's going to like me. This is ugly about me. This is ugly about me. This is ugly about me. Um, but I really do think that thick girls are coming up in this world and there's more and more fashion for thick, curvy women. Um, and there's more and more you know, women who are coming onto social media and huge platforms and movies and video vixens and a bunch of things that are curvy. You just don't see that skinny type of girl anymore. That ballerina body, um, that very 80s to 90s look, you don't really see that anymore. You see a lot of curvy women. You see them flaunting it. You see them owning it. Um, and I, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm 100% in for it. I absolutely love it. Um, but do I think that it's okay to body shame women who don't have those curves? Uh, a lot of the girls who I know maybe have a big chest but no butt or a small butt. And, um, you know, they always have that. Every girl has their slogan. But the, the girls who are that way, little booties matter too. Um, and of course they do. Like every everybody matters. It doesn't matter what you have. Everybody matters. Um, but I do think that, you know, if you rock what you have, then it doesn't matter what it is that you have. It's about how you feel, how confident you are in what you have. And not letting men put us into categories, right? Not letting men be like, well, this girl's thick, this girl's skinny, she has big boobs but no ass, and she or she has big ass and no boobs. Like, let's not let men put us in any kind of category. Let's all be happy that we are women and that we literally rule this world and that without us there would be absolutely nothing. Um, and it's funny because my guy friends, when we, you know, start talking about the subject of how women are the key to existence. Of course, a man will always say, well, you wouldn't be here without us. And actually, it's funny because in recent news, I was listening to another podcast um, and it also came up on a video on Instagram, actually, by a girl on there who said that um, scientists have a proven, proven that women, we can actually create life without men. So we don't need to be, uh, we don't need our eggs to be fertilized by them. We don't need to have sex with them. We can take the bone marrow out of ourselves and impregnate ourselves with our own bone marrow, or should I say someone else's bone marrow, and recreate life that way and impregnate ourselves that way. And 100% of the time that that woman is pregnant via bone marrow, it will result in a baby girl 100% of the time. There will be no more boys. So it's amazing. If you really start to think about it, we could have a world with zero men and completely, completely full of women. Um, I'm, am I for that? No, absolutely not. I mean, I love my dad. I love my husband. I love my guy friends. I abs- are they, you know, are there a lot of men who are stupid and Um, cowards and ungrateful and don't protect their women and hurt women yes of course there will always be Um, but I just thought that was a really really cool fun fact and there's a lot of feminists and a lot of women who are totally on board with that they're like what we can wipe these dudes out wipe them out please Um, 
But of course, that is not something that I am for because let's face it, men are really uh, fun to look at, okay? <laughs> they Most of the time, they're uh, good-looking men out there that are fun to look at and have great personalities and are funny and there's... You know, there's nothing wrong with being attracted to the opposite sex. There's nothing wrong with being attracted to the same sex. Um, But that is a subject for another day. So I hope that this podcast today, I'm sorry, I'm cutting it short. I don't want to rant like I did in my last podcast. It was about 30 minutes. This is just a 16 to 20 minute um, podcast today. But I just wanted to stand up for thick girls out there because we are here, we are bold, and we are beautiful. And men love the curves if you are a thick girl and you are covering your curves this summer there is no need for you to do that because there's bathing suits that are beautiful on us that there's no way that a skinny girl could fit in or fill out Um, and we are up and coming and this is what it is find the right jean for you find the right outfit for yourself and rock your curves wear them proudly and say I am thick and I am here and I am proud (laughs) and you will get the response that you are looking for there's so many men I don't care what ethnicity they are um, black men Latin men that love a curvy woman Latin women black women mixed uh, women um, and you know there's other bits and pieces of different cultures that have the girl mate might be a mix and then there's some cultures that you just rarely see a girl who's naturally thick that's from that culture and that's totally fine but um yeah i'm super proud of being thick and i'm working on myself right now and working out trying to really tone what i have and doing a lot of cardio and getting everything nice and tight so that i can be thick but kind of be i'd love to be in that realm of slim thick Um, And I think that'd be really fun and really sexy. So yeah, you guys, that was today's convo. And if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, please don't forget to follow me on all my social medias. I will write it down in the description below. I would love to get more topics um, like I did for the last podcast. If there's something that you really want me to talk about, if there's something fun that you'd like to, um, kind of leave open, I am going to have a friend of mine on the podcast so that you guys can hear more than just one voice and kind of a conversation going back and forth. Cause I think that'd be really, really fun. And also I'm going to be working on an intro and an outro for this podcast. I obviously have my little music in the background, working on um, editing and all that sort of thing, but also I need to find some way of introducing the podcast and saying bye to you guys at the end. Obviously, it'd be super easy if I uh, was doing this via, you know, video. That way you guys could see me and I could do something. But when you're sitting here and you're just listening to me, Um, I have to come up with something. So that will be coming soon. And yeah, I'm super open to any ideas or suggestions. So hit me up on any of my social media. Like I said, I will link it down below. And until next time, you guys, I will see, talk, and hear you guys later. Love you. Bye.
Hey podcast family and welcome back to another episode of Bika Keeps It Real. Oh my gosh, you guys, today's subject is something that I'm so excited to talk about because I get this question asked so much. Like, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with different people, different types of people from all over the place, whether it's business um, or if it's personal or if it's friends, girls who are younger than me, older than me guy friends, like literally everybody I've had this conversation with before. And the reason is um, because I'm simply young and I got married super young. So today's subject is marriage. And most importantly, not just marriage, but being married young. The do's, the don'ts, should you do it, shouldn't you? how I feel about it, what my point of view is, and only being 28, I just turned 28 this last April, um, and getting married at 22, and being with that person since I was 17, I'm pretty sure I can give you guys some good advice on this subject. So let's go ahead and jump right into the story time first, and then give you a little bit of background and what, um, how it all started and all that good stuff. And then we'll get into the second part of it, which will be purely based on opinion. So like I said, I was 17 when I met my husband. Um, and the way I met him was a really, really cool way actually. Um, which I think a lot of people still meet people this way, but it's usually a one night stand. It's a hookup. It's not really like, Oh, this is going to be the guy that I marry. Um, so back in the day, um, obviously more than a decade, decade ago, um, there was this place that was called, what, we'll just leave the name out, but it was in the Bay Area and it was a nightclub and the point of this place was that they did not card people on one side. So it didn't matter how old you were, 18, 21, it really didn't matter how old you were as long as you looked decent enough to like as long as you weren't like a six-year-old right um and on the other side it was 21 and older however the minors couldn't get on the 21 and older side but the 21 and older people could get onto the minor side so honestly like super fucking sketch right i know um But yeah, I started going to this club when I was super young. And when I say super young, I'm talking about, I want to say 14, 15. Um, So I had been going there like every now and then for a couple of years, like on special occasions when me and my little friends wanted to like, you know, go out and party. Like we knew this place was there, right? Um, And again, like a really like Latin club, like very Latin vibes. It wasn't like for my white girlfriends or any of that. It was very like kind of ghetto, kind of ratchet, kind of like mix of like cholos and paisas, all mixed into one place. And I loved it. I lived for it. I felt right at home there, not because I was a paisa or a chola, just because I'm Latin and my Latin roots are super like influential in my life. And I obviously felt really comfortable there. Um, and I had my group of girls and everybody who went there every single weekend knew me. Um, not because I went there every single weekend, at least not in the beginning, but just like later on in the story, I pretty much 
started going one summer that was um, two or three months long with one of my best friends we'd go there every single Saturday um, because the same group of guys that we would both end up talking to um, also went to that club every single Saturday so us arriving on a Saturday was like a whole show right it was like hair nails makeup short little dresses high heels perfume lotions pulling up getting there like fashionably late was like really the key because people like the place didn't open until like 9 or 10 and people started getting there at like 10 30 but like the the people who were like important would get there at like 11 11 30 um and everybody would be like sweating and dancing already and then you would get there a little bit later and you'd make like this huge entrance um so we did that like the whole summer we went there every single saturday and there was a girl that um was a was a friend of mine she was a friend of mine from high school but she started going with us to this club and she was talking slash dating one of these uh one of this <laughs> One of these guys was really, really um, cute and fun and friendly and was also part of like a guy group. And she ends up um, telling him that like, yeah, like my friends are single, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And later on, a couple of nights go by, um, she comes up to me and says, hey, um, one of my boyfriend's friends wants to talk to you. He wants to know if he can get your number. By the way, like, keynote right here, like, these are the days of the razor, okay? These are the days of the razor and MySpace. This isn't the days of Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. These are the days of only Facebook and literally razor phones. I'm sorry, I'm outside right now and a plane's passing by, so if you hear a bunch of noise, I'm outside enjoying this beautiful sun. Back to the story. So she's like, one of my um, boyfriend's friends wants your number. And I, with all my sassiness, tell my friend, tell your boyfriend's friend that if he wants my number, he can come ask me himself. And done, right? I'm like, what? Little ass me said that? I was like 16 turning 17. Um, wow, good for me, right? I was like, yes, girl, yes, make him work for it. So... That's that. Nobody comes up to me that night. Mind you, back in the day, your girl was a player, okay? Your girl, and I'm a big enough woman to admit this with no shame in my game. Dust my shoulder off, no shame. If we can let dudes be like, oh, he's a player, he has hella bitches, what? Then we can be the same way for us women, okay? I'm so sorry, but like, my husband doesn't like to admit to this. My family doesn't like me to be admitting to this. My friends, like, they're like, why would you say that? I don't care. I was a player. I was in my prime. I was maybe 125 pounds, beautiful, long black hair. I'm telling you, like, a girl was living her best life. And I was newly single, by the way. Like, I had gotten out of a long-term relationship that I had for two years. And I had finally gotten out of it. Um, and I was single, and I was ready to mingle. So I had one and two and three boyfriends. And I had my boyfriend, my side piece, and the side piece to my side piece. 
and they would all come together. A lot of them knew each other, which ladies nowadays is a big no-no, okay? Don't ever do that. But back in the day, there wasn't the type of thing to get caught up as there is today. You can get caught up so many different ways, but back then it was easier to be sneakier, if that makes sense. So here I am having my boyfriend, my side piece, and my side piece. They all know each other. They all hang out at the same place. We all go to the same club. And I'm dancing one night with my girls in our little circle of girls. And then there's a circle of guys um, over by the corner. And the guy that my girl was dating was in that little circle. And I go into that circle and I start dancing in like the middle of all these guys. I don't mean like dancing, like twerking. There wasn't that sort of thing really yet. Um, It was more like, it was like a hyphy song. And if you're from the Bay Area, you know that when hyphy music plays in the club, specifically Mac Dre, like Go Stupid or any of that, like it's Fizzle Dance. I think it was Fizzle Dance that was playing. And I just got in the middle of all these dudes and I just started dropping it low and doing the bird, okay? Um, With my fizz face on. So I'm over there dancing and this guy pushes me. And I'm like, yo, what's your problem? Don't push me. Like, I'm not going to say everything that I said, right? I'm going to keep it PG-13. But I was like, why would you push me? And he was like, if you don't like it, don't get in the middle of us. And I was like, what? Who does this guy think he is? Because me, I, I thought I was the shit, right? I was like, I'm Pika. Everybody knows me. All the guys want me. Mer, mer, mer. And I was like, who does this guy think he is? Does he, know, does he not know who I am? So whatever that happens, I leave. Let's fast forward like, I don't know, maybe a week or two after that. I get a message on Facebook. Hi, um, I know that you're so-and-so's friend. I was the one that asked you for your number the other day. You didn't want to give it to me. Um, and I don't, I don't know what other stupid, clever thing he said. And I, like, messaged him back. And I was like, oh, like, nice to meet you. Why didn't you come and talk to me? Whatever, whatever. And he was like, oh, you were with your girls, this and that. So I didn't think to say anything. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool, whatever. And he was like, yeah, I, I just wanted to know, like, if maybe you want to go grab dinner one of these nights or, like, go take a walk around the mall or go to a movie. And I was like, yeah, dinner and a movie sounds great. And he was like, okay, cool. Um, so we set it up for a weekend, and he came to my house. Um, and my mom, this is a really funny part, so I just want to say this part of the story, and then I'll kind of speed it up a little bit faster so we can get to the to the point here my mom being a single parent was very overprotective of her only child being a woman um, and doing it on her own she was super overprotective so anytime a guy came over and asked her daughter on a date which I don't want to sound any type of way but was pretty frequently even though I was pretty young I started dating at a really young age so I started dating and then I was single and then I started dating more guys and not having a relationship just kind of like dating going out on movies going to the mall going ice skating really simple cute little things but yet my mom had to deal with all these guys coming into my house I'm like hi it's Stephanie home it's Stephanie home it's Stephanie home um and so this guy shows up at my mom's house and my mom's like tell him to come inside I need to speak to him 
to make a long story short, you guys, like, it's a really funny story. And if you guys want to hear it, I will go into detail. Um, just let me know on my social medias if you really want to hear that story. But he comes into the house and my mom's like, let me see your driver's license. I need your cell phone number. Like, she literally drilled him for like an hour. And I was like, okay, mom. And like, we left. And we're in the car and I'm like so nervous because I'm like, this guy probably thinks that I'm such an idiot. Like... How could my mom drill him like that? And he's like, so your mom's pretty protective, huh? And I was like, yeah, I'm so sorry about that. And he was like, no, it's cool. Like, I get it. Your homie daughter, like, she has to defend you. And like, um, this and that, I get it. And he was super friendly about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, thanks. Okay, I'm glad that you understand, whatever, whatever. We end up going to Tan Fran, which is a mall here in the Bay Area. Um, and we went to see a movie and we had dinner at Olive Garden and the movie ran pretty late that night. Um, and we got a phone call from the mutual friend from the club that I told you guys about earlier. And she said that she was at a party and that this guy was literally like trying to like get on her. Like he was like trying to push her into a bathroom and like, so she had called me and she was trying to call him and we ended up leaving the movie theater like we ran out of there we hopped in the car we start driving to catch the freeway all over the sudden no joke there's a line of cars and a bunch of flashing lights and I just remember being like oh it's probably construction it's nothing mind you I'm 17 at the time I don't have my license yet and my this guy who's now my husband at the time also didn't have a license at that time um even though he was older and everything he still hadn't gotten all of that taken care of so it ends up being a reten okay or a um I don't know how you say it in English. It's one of those traffic stops, okay, where you have to like go through and they're like screening people and whatever the word is for that, you go ahead and put it in there. Um, and we end up going through and the police is like, okay, like license and registration, please. Like, where are you guys coming from? And he was like, oh, I have the registration, but I don't have my license. And he was like, okay, both of you, like, please get out of the car, blah, blah, blah. To make a long, long story short, we ended up losing that car. Um, the cops took it and they basically impound it and um, resell it like on an open sale when they confiscate cars from people who don't have like license or registrations or insurance and stuff like that. So um, that's another story for another day, but we lost that car. We ended up getting back to my house at like no joke two or three in the morning and my mom was livid. My mom was with all the lights of the house on outside, super pissed. Um, my phone had died his phone I don't remember if his phone had died or if he was saving I literally don't remember what happened with that um but we I didn't communicate with my mom and she had given me a curfew of midnight and it was like two or three in the morning so we pull up my mom is pissed she like grabs me by the back of the shirt and is like get your ass inside and is looking at my husband like I am going to come back for you and he like leaves she like gives me the spiel whatever and I'm like oh my god I'm never gonna see this guy again um I'm just gonna speed it up and get to the point at this point here because I don't want this to be super long but me and this guy end up dating uh, my mom didn't agree with it and at 17 years old my mom gave me the option to either finish high school and live under her roof under her rules or if I was gonna be 
stubborn and stay with this guy that I would have to leave the house and I couldn't live there anymore. And because I was so in love with him at this point when she gave me this ultimatum, I was like, I'm leaving. And I literally grabbed garbage bags and put my shoes and my clothes in like four or five garbage bags, like literally grabbed all of them, went outside with them. My mom wasn't home, she was still at work. And I called uh, my boyfriend and said, listen, my mom gave me an ultimatum to be with you. I'd have to leave my house or I could leave you and stay here and finish school. And he was like, so what did you choose? And I was like, I'm leaving. Like, I love you and I won't let anybody separate us. And he was like, oh my God, like, I, that's crazy. Like, okay, I'm, I'm leaving work. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm going to tell them that I got to go. He was like super nervous about it. And he left and he came and picked me up and he put all my clothes in his car and we left his apartment and I started living with him at 17. Um, I was still smart and responsible. I caught the train and a bus to get to school every single day. Um, my senior year, like at the very end of it to graduate. Um, and I graduated high school with him being my boyfriend and us living together. And um, being that young and living with a man, by the way, my husband is 10 years older than me, so I'm 28 and he is 38. Um, and at the time, obviously, like, it's hard to kind of grasp what it is that you're doing because you're being thrown in the scenario where you're supposed to be a woman, but you're still a child, kind of, um, and you're still super immature in that whole situation, so it's really, really difficult. Um, but we got together, we made it work, we lived together, we paid bills together. I had my first little job and I was helping pay little bills and he was still paying his rent. Um, we were together for a total of five years and lived in three different apartments between those five years. Um, and in 2014, he asked me to marry him. Um, and that was our fifth year anniversary that April. And he asked me to marry him. And in July 2014, we got married in San Francisco. And it is now 2019, obviously. And we've been dating since 2009. So we have a whole decade together. And all I can say is, one, I'm so happy that I'm not in this dating scene from what I've seen, from what I've heard my girls say, when I go out with my girls and I get guys that hit on me, I'm so happy that I'm not in this single scene because I literally do not understand the dating world. I don't understand how you can be on apps talking to somebody that you've never seen, that you don't really know. I don't understand the whole making a profile and only showing the best parts of you. It seems super fake and superficial to me. Um, I don't understand the, well, Uber to a bar and I'll Uber to a bar and you pay your drinks and I'll pay my drinks and if we hit it off, then we'll sleep together that night and if we don't, then we won't talk anymore. Like, that's just so weird. Like, I'm so happy that I am not single in this dating world right now because dating back when I was dating was amazing, right? It was very, like, mixtapes and cards and love letters and texting all the time and cute posts on your MySpace and your top five. And dating now is so cringy. I'm just like, I just, I don't understand how girls could date nowadays. Um, and I feel bad for you women that have to deal with the fuck boys quite frankly, that have to, um, that are out in the dating world right now because I literally could not deal. Um, but being married young, you guys, is super difficult, okay? 
any relationship when you're young is full of drama and everything is over dramatized and everything is such a huge deal and your jealousy and you have to find a balance between your friends and your social life and your girlfriend like it is so much drama but let me tell you that no matter at what age you're at if you find love if you're 16 17 18 you know 60 45 it doesn't matter if you find love at whatever age you find it at like literally hang on to it and fight for it because I was 17 years old and I fought for what I felt was my feeling at the moment and my instinct and my feeling was right I literally married the love of my life and I don't want to sound super cheesy but that my husband is my best friend he's my partner in crime he's the one who's always down for me if I'm like hey let's go out hey let's go to this club hey let's go to this you know, let's go to this vacation, I want to go here, I want to go there. He's always the one who's like, yep, yep, let's go, let's go. He's never the one who's like, nah, I don't want to do, like, no, he's always, whatever you want to do, babe, whatever you want to do. Um, and also, we had to find within our relationship, within our relationship, and it took a lot of practice, to find a point where our jealousy ended and our trust began. Because Early on in our relationship, we had this power struggle. We had this, you know, really big insecurity. We had a lot of jealousy of like, well, you shouldn't be going out by yourself with your friends. I shouldn't be going out. Let's just stay in our own world. And we did for a really long time and it was super unhealthy. I want to say for like the first four years, it wasn't until like after we got married. And then that one year after marriage is super difficult too, because you're both sitting there like, holy shit, we got married. Like, I don't know, was that the right move? Like, oh my God, you kind of start backtracking, not regretting it, but just kind of like guessing it a little bit. Um, And it's super hard, you guys. Relationships are hard. You are literally one person with one mind and one world, and the other person is another person with one mind and a whole different world. So your point of view in things, something might seem really huge to him and really small to her, or really small to her and really huge to him, or to him to him and to her to her, whatever your preference is, like, literally bringing two people together to be in one solid dedicated relationship is super fucking difficult um I don't care what age you're at but my personal opinion would I recommend it I personally would not recommend marriage at a young age I think that your prime years and your time to have fun and date and experiment and travel and be with your friends is all between those years of 18, 19, 20, all the way until you're like 25, 27, 28, and then start dating someone more seriously in your later 20s and then get married in your early 30s. Like if I could have painted it picture perfect, I would have still had my husband, but I would have pushed it back so far. Like I would have pushed it back a lot, like 17 years after the fact that I met him. Um, With that being said, I'm not saying that I regret getting married. I'm not saying that I regret having my husband but it's something that I definitely encourage my generation, younger generations to not rush into because unless you're 100% sure you guys have lived together, you guys see what it's like living with that person, what their day-to-day is like, how they act, how they socialize, um, what their relationship is with their family, how they take care of their household, how they take care of themselves, what they're like with their friends, what they're like when they're drunk, what they're like when they're partying, what they're like on a typical Saturday or Sunday morning. Like, you really have to know the ins and outs of a person before you sit there and you're like, I'm going to marry this person. 
because after you get married and you're on a day-to-day living with that person and you see how they're like and you start seeing little red flags, I'm sorry, honey, but you kind of committed yourself into the situation. Now, different cultures, different things. It's not like you can't divorce somebody if it's not for you and you're getting mistreated or if this is not a good scenario, it's not a good situation, it's not all it's add up to be, then of course, like get out of it, get divorced, it's fine, no shame. But marriage is like a really big thing and I don't want to sit here and be like, marriage is a sacred thing. But it's something to take seriously, right? So I would not suggest getting married young unless you literally know that you found the love of your life. Like this is it, I'll never find someone like this. And that's literally what I said to myself. I said, listen, I will never find someone who is the boy version of me I will never find someone who thinks my you know thinks what I think thinks all the things that I have going on my head and just says it likes the same things that I like has the same mood the same humor the same mindset the same goals the same upbringing the same important things like really important things in life when it comes to like family religion friends love like when it comes to everything I never thought that I would find somebody that has my standards were really really high of who I was going to be really serious with and be really committed to a hundred percent committed to it was really hard for me to ever think that I was going to find somebody like that and I did and I found him super young and I'm super grateful and I'm super thankful but like I said it's not for everyone no I don't suggest it and if you're in a relationship right now where you're engaged or you're living together and you're kind of thinking to yourself well I'm already this far in I can't step back absolutely not if this is not for you you need to be honest with the person that you're with and say I love you I have so much love for you but I just think that we should push marriage a little bit off to the side right now and just work on our relationship maturing allowing a relationship to mature is key you guys me and my husband did not get married until five years of dating just dating and having fun together exclusively of course but dating and going out and having fun and doing things together and living together and sleeping together and showering together and getting up together and spending weekends together and vacations together everything together to the point where our friends ended up being both of our friends and being mutual friends and I just wish that on everybody honestly because here I am a decade later and I'm married and I have no kids right now we are married happily married and still kind of living in our honeymoon stage and traveling and working and doing things together and trying to get our goals set first so that when we do bring a baby into this equation we're a hundred percent on this is what we want we we're ready for this we lived our time we had such a good time together we're ready to raise another person another human being together so you guys take that for what it is whatever your situation is i hope that that helps you out a little bit as far as what to expect or what to think or how to feel about it if that changes your mind if that helps you if you guys have any questions comments or concerns or something you want me to be a little bit more specific about i will leave all my social media like always down in the description you guys can always send me messages on there and i will get back to you and answer them and send you a shout out in the next podcast so don't forget to do that i'm sorry this is so long i kind of did a story time plus like what I think, my opinions and all that. So it's super long, but hopefully you're at the gym, you're stuck in traffic and you had time to listen to all of it as I went on and rambled. Like I said, feel free to reach out 
and I will see you guys in the next one. I love you guys so much. Thanks for subscribing and listening. Bye, guys. Hello, podcast family. Happy Thursday, Thirsty Thursday to everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thika Keeps It Real. And today we are keeping it so, so real with today's subject. What we're talking about today is really simple, and it's all about loyalty. Who you are loyal to. Are you loyal to your family? Are you loyal to your friends? Are you loyal to your boyfriend, to your girlfriend? Who are you loyal to? And if you are loyal to somebody, how do they gain your loyalty? Is there a way for your loyalty to be gained? Is there a way for your loyalty to be completely terminated? Is there something that somebody can really do to mess up your loyalty to them that you no longer give it to them? That's today's subject for no specific reason besides the fact that I feel like loyalty is really, really important. And being one of the people that finally finished Game of Thrones, I finally finished it, you guys, last week. The ending, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it. Maybe you're not on that height. Maybe you're just hopping on to watch it, so I'm not going to ruin it. No spoilers. But loyalty plays a huge role in that series. So when talking about loyalty, me personally, I can tell you guys that my loyalty is always going to be in this order. Family, close, very close friends, friends, people that I work with, and then outsiders, which get, you know, just the bare minimum. And when I say loyalty, I just mean in the sense of the way, and sorry if you hear any background noise, I am driving currently to work. We have a good 10, 15 minutes to chat it up, so I decided to hop on the podcast. And um, also, a quick little disclaimer here, I want to let you guys know that podcasting is now going to be every Thursday. So every Thirsty Thursday, you guys will hear a new podcast from me. Um, I just feel like it's I can organize it better that way. And um, I've seen that other podcasts with doing research and stuff have their days that they podcast. So um, a lot of them like Call Her Daddy does Wednesdays, Hump Days. I'm going to do Thirsty Thursdays. Every single Thirsty Thursday, you will hear a brand new podcast. So let's get back into the subject. We were talking about loyalty and the reason why and how and the do's and don'ts and kind of the gray areas in between, right? Because loyalty is something that is so easy to kind of get lost in, especially like if you're put in a situation where, you know, you're friends with one person and you're friends with the other and one of them messed up. And you want to tell the other person, but you have your loyalty kind of in between the two people. From experience, I can tell you guys that I have been put in that situation. So let me give you a brief story time to kind of prove to you guys when I've been in this situation. That is so uncomfortable, you guys. So uncomfortable. 
and I ended up obviously losing a friend from this. Um, and because this is a real story, I will leave out names. So I had a friend who was a friend because he was my husband's friend and by association, obviously from being his wife and the guy always coming around us, we became pretty good friends. Like we talked, we, you know, when are you coming over? What are you doing this weekend? Blah, 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 blah. And so this guy has his girlfriend and me and her became pretty good friends. Um, obviously not as good of friends as me and him because we just, you know, we had a little bit more time together, did more things together and whatnot, but his girlfriend was a cool girl and we hung out. Um, and one weekend she decides that she's leaving. She's leaving. She's going on vacation. She went to go spend time with her family and for some reason he didn't go with her. So he didn't go with her and um, he calls my husband and says, hey, you know, she's leaving for the weekend. I'm going to have the house to myself. I really want to turn up this weekend. I want to go out. I want to have fun. Um, Are you guys down? Do you guys want to go out with me? Let's go to the city. Let's go clubbing. Now, to give you a little bit of backstory of why this ends up being so wrong is to give you kind of in in an in look or an outlook of what their relationship is like and so they're the type of relationship where she doesn't trust him to go out and he doesn't trust her to go out they're very like it's us going out together or no one goes out okay um And that's kind of like normal, I feel like, especially with relationships that are new. I feel like that sort of trust and that sort of thing, like you can go out with your boys and I can go out with my girls, happens when you have time and the relationship has matured and you guys have been through things and you guys gain that trust between each other um, to be able to go out and not have your partner there. So there obviously not at that point yet so um that being said I knew that she was like that he obviously knew that she was like that my husband knew that she was like that but being that you know she was leaving and he was going to be here out on his own and me and my husband being the party animals that we are meaning we start partying karaoke's on Wednesdays Thirsty Thursday on Thursdays, bar hopping on Fridays, clubbing on Saturdays, recuperating and lounging around on Sundays because we're young, stupid, single, and free. As far as single, I mean, we don't have kids. Um, so, of course, when he's like, are you guys down to go out with me? Me and my husband jumped on that opportunity super quick. And we were like, oh, yeah, for sure. Let's go. So, of course, we go with him. We go to a club. No big deal. Just us four. It was uh, my husband, me, him, and his cousin. Um, And we had a really good time. Like, we had a good time. I remember I drove because I'm always a designated driver. I remember them drinking. Everybody was having a good time. We all danced in a group with one another. No big deal. Um, You know, there wasn't anything 
too crazy going on, like, that I can tell you guys, like, oh, yeah, he messed up, like, whatever, I can't really give you the full-on details of that, but the point is, is that after that had happened, a couple of days later, the girl reaches out to me and asks me, hey, um, I just wanted to know if you guys saw my boyfriend this weekend, and if you did, what did you guys do? And I could not bring myself, because of my loyalty to him, to say, oh yeah, we went, of course, prior to me and her having this conversation, me and him and my husband had a conversation of, hey, I you know, don't want to make this a big deal. I don't want to argue about it um, with her later. So if we can just keep this night between us, that'd be great, you know? So loyalty has already been established. We already discussed it. It's not something that I'm just going to go behind his back and fuck over. So, you know, when she asked me, my, my girl code of my loyalty side of me was like, yeah, he went out with us. He was clubbing. He was drinking. He was dancing. He was... And then the other side of me, which is the loyal friend side of, like, don't fuck this guy over, was, like, you know, don't be a snitch, which was honestly really important to me not to be a snitch and not to cause drama between people and their relationships and their friendships and their whatever. So when she asked me, I just said, um, no, I, I haven't seen him this weekend. Sorry. And that was literally it. And since then, since I had said that to her, things were never the same. We didn't talk after that. Um, She blocked me and deleted me from all social media. I'm guessing she found out some way or another. I don't know if he had a video or pictures on his phone from that night. Maybe, um, you know, dirty laundry of him going out that night in his outfit. Whatever it was, a thousand things that it could have been. Um, she found out and obviously was super upset at me because I didn't tell her the truth. And so I'm going to leave it to you guys on what you think. Feel free to comment in any of my social media. You know, I always leave it in the description on what you think about that and where you think my loyalty should have been. Should it, should it have been with the girl who I was friends with because I was friends with her boyfriend Or should it have been with the guy that I was already friends with who was best friends with my husband? Because either way, you're going to burn a bridge because you're in the middle of a couple who either way will figure it out and will snap back and make up for it. But you'll be the bad guy. You'll be the third wheel always. So I don't know if I um, was in the right to not say anything. I just felt like I'm going to be loyal. I'm not going to be a snitch. This isn't my place. If he doesn't want her to know, I'm not going to say anything. Um, But that's the story time for that. As far as loyalty goes, you guys, I just feel like my personal thing is you gain my trust, you gain my loyalty. It's not something that I'm just going to give to you all silly-nilly. I'm not going to be sitting there hiding your deepest, darkest secrets, and I'm not going to be sharing my deepest, darkest secrets with you. If I don't fully trust you, if I don't fully think that this person has my best, you know, has the best intentions in mind for me. 
And with me, all you can do is gain your loyalty with time, with moments, with occasions. There's so many ways. There's so many ways. Um, It's not something that you just buy or something that you're just like, well, I did this for you. So now I, I, I gained your loyalty. I gained your trust. Absolutely not. It's something that I myself have to see and notice. And with time, you will, you'll be able to tell that I'm like, okay, I can see that you're, you know, a person that I trust, a person that is loyal to me. So, and our bond can become closer and deeper. But what, what is that for you guys? What does that mean for you guys? What does loyalty mean? Um, Is there, has there ever been a time in life where you were put in a situation that I was in or worse? I know that there's people out there whose loyalty has been divided between their family. They saw that their mom was cheating and they didn't tell their dad. They saw that their dad was cheating and didn't tell their mom. Um, You know, maybe one of their brothers fucked up something or, you know, crashed his other brother's car and the the other brother didn't say anything even though he knew. There's so many situations. I love hearing those stories. But I just feel like if we all found the balance of loyalty and really figured out what that means, I really feel like we could be better friends, better boyfriends and girlfriends to each other, better everything, better roommates. Loyalty is so important, you guys. Um, And I just feel like if we really reestablish what that means, we could honestly have better relationships with one another. I just want to know what you guys think. Um, This is it. I'm going to cut it short here. Just some things that I'm tossing around. The next couple of episodes and segments are going to be super lit, you guys. I'm going to get a friend on here. We're going to podcast together. We're going to talk about things that you guys want to hear. I want to keep it within PG-13 levels because I have family members that listen to this podcast. If I didn't have my mom and dad and family members in my country listening to this podcast, trust me, it would be all about the crazy shit that you guys want to talk about. But I want to keep it kind of PG-13 without being too hoity-toity, without being too cutesy. So whatever you guys want to talk about, let's talk about it. I'm going to invite a couple of girlfriends to come on the podcast and talk and record live. I'm so excited for that. You guys have no idea. And yeah, always send in your comments, questions, concerns, anything you guys want to hear on the podcast. I'm going to link all my social media down below. I love you guys so much and I'll hear, see you in the next one. Bye guys. Hello podcast family and welcome back finally to another episode of Thika Keeps It Real. Today we are keeping it so so real and the topic of the day is dating. Dating in early 2000s compared to dating now that we are 2019 halfway done with this year. You guys exactly tomorrow We will be halfway done with this year. That is absolutely insane. I feel like we were just celebrating Christmas 2018, and now we're going to be celebrating Christmas 2019, ending the year and going into 2020. Oh my God, 2020. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like 2020 is going to be life 
changing. I feel like I'm going to be doing so much in 2020 and I'm super stoked and I'm super excited. But let's hop into today's topic, to today's topic, subject, whatever you want to call it. Let's get right to it because I find this topic so interesting, you guys. So being a girl who has been with the same person for the last 10 years, I can only give you guys my experience of what I've lived through by curiously through other people. By curiously? Sure, we'll say that. By other people because of what I see my friends go through when they're dating. And like boyfriends, dating apps, social media, sliding into the DMs. And it just blows my mind because the stories that I hear from you guys are absolutely crazy. They're ridiculous because when I think about what dating is, I take it from what my dating experience was. We're talking about early 2000s. So to hear dating experiences now, I'm just like, what? So let's go and take a flashback to the past. Let's take it like 2000. We won't go too early. Let's go 2006, seven. Okay. Um, back then dating was super simple and super easy. You liked somebody, you caught somebody's eye. Maybe you were at a club, maybe you were at a bar, a mutual friend's party. Who knows how you met, but dating used to be real cute and really simple. Like you caught that person's eye, that person caught your eye. Hey, can I get your number? What's your MySpace? What's your MySpace? Okay. Um, and being able to lurk one-on-one, one on one, one-on-one lurking strategies started in MySpace. Let me tell you because you could see what a person like was doing on their day-to-day when they'd post or what they were thinking. You could kind of tell who they are of their background music, who their top five were, their pictures, like everything, right? Like they had stickers on their front wall or their background was some kind of crazy, you know, like picture moving, glittery, like a bunch of different stuff, right? And so, hey, um, call me later. And that was another huge thing, you guys, in the early 2000s. It, there was some texting, I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of, you know, um, oh my God, I'm blinking out. I don't want to say the wrong word. It was either, it was AIO or AOL, AOL, something like that, where we had those huge Dell or Mac computers and, uh, I'm sorry, Windows. And you used to get on there on Messenger and you, like if the person was on their computer, you guys could kind of, you know, back and forth like that. Um, and like texting on like a razor on a fucking Metro razor, like just sitting there texting each other back and forth. But mostly it was long ass conversations, you guys, like really sitting, sitting there in class or at night, just laying in your bed, talking on your phone, talking about what are you doing? How was your day? Let's play 21 questions. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite holiday? Like you really got to know a person back then. 
and you'd spend hours and hours and hours on the phone until you fell asleep together on the phone and then woke up in the morning with a dead phone, had to charge it, text the person and say, oh my God, good morning, I fell asleep last night. And let me tell you, like, I, I'm so happy that I don't date in this generation. I don't date in this era that we're living in because I don't think I could deal with some of the things that my girls tell me. So in addition to the talking for hours at night and writing notes was a huge one, okay? Writing little love notes sticking it in the person's locker if you guys went to the same school, passing them in class if you were in the same class, having the person in front of you pass it to you or the person behind it pass it back, um, writing little notes inside of a book and putting it inside the book and giving you the book. Like There were so many ways. On top of that, one of my favorite things in high school was for you to be dating a guy and the guy literally burned you a mix CD, okay? Uh, not a mixtape anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm old, but I'm not that old. I, I did get a couple of tapes, like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Backstreet Boys on tape. But as far as like a mixtape, I did. We, I was not that old. I had mix CDs that were dedicated to me. All these like love songs, and it was like our songs or our love or mix cd just for you and me like really cute slow jams r&b mariah carey don't forget about us we belong together like a bunch of just and i look back at it or i hear the song now and i'm just like ew i remember who dedicated that song to me right so here we go like long conversations on the phone mix cds passing notes in class um, cute little things like the first person on your top five, um, you wearing his jacket around school, if it was his hoodie or his letterman jacket, not to get very like grease on you guys, but like if you played a sport, um, going to dances together, going to little house parties and telly parties. I'm sorry. How come the generation today don't do that? One and two, how the fuck did we get hotels back then how how is it that we are we were 14 15 16 17 getting hotels getting alcohol getting the one or two burnouts that were there that were bringing all sorts of weed and shit how did we turn up so much when we were that age who got the fucking hotel for us who had a credit card to put it under and like a fucking ID and like everything. How did we pull that off? One. And two, how come we don't do that anymore? And three, did the generations of 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds do that nowadays? Because I don't think so. I really don't. Um, and how is it that the party was so lit back then and now a days that we're old enough to drink and be in clubs and be out there and be all whatever, we're not. That's so fucking weird to me. But anyways, going to that sort of thing and telly parties and stuff and I just remember like in the summer cruising to San Francisco in the back seat of my boyfriend's friend's car listening to music and like oldies and just making out in the back seat and like just living my best life and feeling butterflies in my stomach 
and him like grabbing my face and running his fingers through my hair and just saying the cutest things and I dedicate this song to you and you're so beautiful and I've missed you all day and I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you like the cutest cheesiest shit right but like obviously in love like look into each other's eyes and like finish each other's sentences like I'm talking about the cutest things right now let's flash forward to 2019 2018 now that everything is all social media everything is done for the gram everything is posted on snapchat you can't date somebody without them having a huge backstory or a huge luggage their baby mama drama getting locked up how many kids he has like he's a jealous crazy asshole like he's abusive every guy has like a thing nowadays don't get me wrong girls do too like fucking girls are crazy nowadays they're fucking pretty but they're psycho they have all the personality in the world but they're super jealous like it just it's it's a clusterfuck of like bad just bad people dating other bad people making a mix of badness okay and like seriously the stories that I hear about how people quote-unquote date nowadays of like oh how, how'd you guys meet each other compared to what it was before like oh we have a mutual friend and we were at a party and we saw each other from across the room compared to like oh I swiped right or I swiped left or whatever the fuck the app is like really oh I saw her on IG and I slid into her DMs bitch I'm dead like who wants to say that to their kids one day if these people decide to have kids and get married and I mean if that even exists anymore of like a fucking mother father kid household where they're happily married with their children and like mom and dad how did you guys meet and like a cute story like what are you supposed to tell your kids oh well I slid into her DMs and she she popped that for a real one like what what are you talking about dude like who wants to say that to their kids? Jesus Christ. Um, and like getting back to it, like the stories that I hear. So I'm talking to a girlfriend one of these days and she's telling me that she meets this guy on Bumble, whatever the fuck. It's Grinder, Bumble, Tinder, whatever the fuck. Okay. There's a bunch of fucking apps. And she meets this guy on there. They both swiped each other. <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. They both swiped each other, okay? They both saw, like, the pictures. I just think it's so... Can I just pause for a second? I just think that's so fucking ridiculous because nobody is going to post a bad picture of themselves in the wrong lighting and on the wrong angle and the wrong outfit without makeup looking like shit, okay? Looking like you just woke up in the morning. And then to top it all off, they're not going to have a fucking bio that says... Yeah, I'm a fucking pothead and an ex-con and have three kids and live in a basement in Oakland. Like, that's not what he's going to say. He's going to say, I'm a foodie, dog lover, adventurous, um, fucking help the homeless and feed the poor, save the turtles, don't drink with straws. Like, it's going to be total fuckboy, and then it's going to be pictures of, and I swear to God, no joke, after seeing the guys that are on my friend's apps, they're all 
pictures of the dude, the dude doing some type of sport. If it's fucking rock climbing, hiking. Oh my God. Why do typical douchebags put a picture of him or him and his boys hiking or him and a fucking car that one of his boys had or a fucking car that he rented to go to some car show during a weekend? Okay. Post those pictures up, puts like the best pictures summers that he actually went to Lake Tahoe, okay, like three or four summers ago when he actually had money to help put in 200 bucks for his room at the Airbnb, okay, and post those pictures like that was recent, like that's my everyday life, you know, I'm just like a beach bum, hiker, slash fucking chilling in Vegas with my boys type of dude, fuck you, no you're not, you work as a fucking waiter, in IHOP and you have like three bad tattoos, one of them being your ex-girlfriend's name, like you have a shitty credit score, you're up to your ass in debt and you ask your mom and dad for an allowance still, okay? So shut up, Not, not today Satan, not today, but yet the girls that are dating nowadays, they see the bio, they read the fuckery, they see the pictures and they're like, yes, queen, yes, sister, I found this dude. And after all that, they're like, oh, really? Oh, he's cute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our date is on Saturday. Oh, cool. Is he picking you up? No, we're meeting there. What? I was like, hold on. You're meeting there? And she's like, yeah, we're going to Uber. I'm Ubering to the to this restaurant and he's going to Uber there and we're going to eat dinner and like get some drinks and see where the night goes and I was like okay well um be careful because like knowing my fucking luck and that's another thing that I'm super happy that I don't date in this generation because knowing my luck I would have swiped on some fucker who's amazing looking Abercrombie and Fitch looking model and shown up to the dinner and the guy be like 80 years old and been like yeah that was back in 1969 when I took that picture like fuck Like, are you serious? That would be my luck, okay? So I was like, okay, well, um, good luck with that. Like, hope everything goes well. Text me your location and let me know how the night goes. And please call me in the morning just to make sure that you're alive, okay? Um, So that happens. She goes on the date, whatever, whatever. So we talk a couple of days later. And I'm like, so how was the, you know, Tinder, whatever, Bumblebee date. How was it? Oh, yeah, it was cool. Um, I don't think I'll see him again, though. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'm like, why? And she's like, I don't know, dude. Like, just dating sucks nowadays. And I'm like, uh, details, please? And she's like, well, we got there. We paid for, like, we had dinner. And then he paid for his dinner, and I paid for mine. And then we went to the bar and he paid for his drinks and I paid for my drinks. And then we kind of made out and felt each other up. And then he took an Uber and then I took an Uber. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So what you're saying is, is that you spent like two or three hours getting ready between shaving, doing your makeup, your hair, your outfit, probably went out and bought an outfit and shoes to go with it with the matching clutch and still went out on a date where you had to pay for your own shit and your own drinks and then had to uber there and uber back to your house is that what you're saying so pretty much you got ready for yourself because you didn't get shit out of the state is that what you're fucking saying and she's like yeah pretty much and I'm like holy 
shit balls because if that would have been me and like that would have happened to me I would have been like fuck it I'm not dating anybody anymore rather date myself I can take myself out to a nice ass date and buy myself nice ass drinks if that's what if that's what dating is nowadays like are you serious I was so appalled I was just like so are you good how do you feel and she's like yeah it's cool it's whatever like it's not the first won't be the last and I'm just like um okay so I guess that's the like standard like that's what girls are used to nowadays I'm just mind blown and correct me if I'm wrong through any of that or if I'm over exaggerating but literally it's what I've been hearing it's the experiences that my friends have been having maybe they just haven't been having the best experience but literally I don't think out of four or five girls that I've talked to about dating nowadays and what their dating life has been like I haven't heard one person say like oh yeah I'm still dating that guy that I met from freaking grinder like no sorry haven't heard that so I don't know about you guys let me know as always I will always leave my just inside the description all my social media links let me know was it better dating back in the day um are you still dating can you compare dating back in the day to now are you still with the person that you're with from back in the day or does dating really suck or do you have actually a good story to tell let me know i'll share it on here and i'll also give you a shout out i want to say really quickly instead of doing this daily podcast i'm gonna do what i've seen other podcasters do and that's pick one day out of the week to record call her daddy does it on wednesdays hump day i'm gonna be doing it every thursday every thirsty thursday i will be setting up the podcast and we're just growing we're taking it slow stick with me you guys it's gonna get fun i'm gonna get people on here friends really crazy shit we're gonna start talking about please subscribe and follow me on spotify if you're not already and please tell all your friends family anybody who's you know appropriate age to listen to the fuckery i love you guys so much and i'll hear and see you guys in the next one bye guys